When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A supportive work environment can help everyone working in schools stay resilient. Just finding people that can reassure me that I'm doing my best and that there are people out there who understand me and can help me through these situations. You are not alone. Leaning on each other uh, and colleagues in education is, is essential. You have to. We take care of one another. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. That's cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on the Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Chris Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce and Joyce. We're, we're still talking about the Emmys. We're going to do drama today. Um, yeah, what, it's, it's only the end of July, so we have over a month to go. We're just going to like go through these major categories. Last week, we did our Creative Arts Emmys picks, early picks. We've talked about drama a lot, I feel like, and we did this in our initial pass of the predictions. We did a, a typing column about this as well, because I know the, the Ozark stands were, were upset, I think, that Laura Linney is not going to win Best Actress. Yes, I think they were upset about what I had said. Not with you, with the. No, I think they were upset. The, I I feel like I clocked what was her issue. Yes. Yes. Which we will talk about throughout. Because yeah, I think you had a really good point about it. And uh, but yeah, we'll start. So so drama overall, Joyce. I think again, Succession. We love it. Twenty five nominations. I think it, 15, 14 acting nominations. Yes, a new record. Remember, it had zero acting nominations for season one. <laughs> so that unlimited violet really just just kicking it. I love so it. It went from zero to nine to fourteen, and I still remember just a mere two years ago when a lot of people were worried about how many acting nominations it would get for season two because it was again blank at SAG. Yeah, and I remember a lot of people were just thinking maybe it'll just be Brian Cox, and no, it got nine. <laughs> It's, it's just a remarkable to me that it could be a system where we spend all this time talking about all these different shows, hundreds of shows, literally hundreds of shows. shows. And then uh, the Emmy voters are like, well, I really like Succession. So I'm just going to write down the IMDb page and that's going to be fine. Now we love Succession, so I'm fine with this, but it is it is a hilarious system. It's because of the unlimited balance. Yes. That's why I know, but it's just it's like, how is this the thing? How do they, how is because nobody like, you oh. are limited to like five slots or however many slots in the category, you're going to be pickier. Yeah. It's just amazing to me that this is the system they've chosen. And, and this is that I, I just, I just love it. And when it's succession, I just love it because I love the show. Nominate everybody. There are people they didn't nominate. I would have nominated, you know, Alan Ruck. Where is he? Well, the only guy in the family. Come on. This, this is, you know, the con heads do not love this. I mean, so it, it does make me laugh, but uh, anyway, succession, I have winning joys. No kidding. I've moved severance into second place. I feel like there's a really good push for severance. They were at, at Comic-Con this weekend, Joyce. I mean, I've, I've had severance in second this whole time. So I, I moved it up. I did not have it in second, but I think it's a strong, it had a strong showing. I think it had 14 nominations for yeah, a freshman show. For a first year show. And remember when you thought severance wouldn't make it? I did. I wasn't sure if they were watching it. But they obviously did. And, and, they, I think, and they were clearly watching it because there were a lot of blue checks tweeting about it. Yeah. 
and Apple again doing a great job, I think, of getting behind something that has a Apple does. My my sense of Apple is they have a great sense of when things are happening online from the blue checks, as you said. They have a great they get behind it and do a good push to get it down the hill. So I think that happened with Coda, where it was like a lot of people were into it, and then all of a sudden they kind of pushed further the momentum and got it going. And same with Severance, I think. Yeah, like Apple is still, you know, it it's still like flopped in outside of Ted and comedy. Right. You know, and then in limited, obviously. But it it became very clear that Severance was going to be its main drama push, not the morning show. Right. Um, or even Pachinko, which, you know, is like I believe better review than both of them. Yes. You know. And I wonder if they'll be able to get a renewed. I think Pachinko also feels like a little bit of a a slow burn where I wonder if season two, they'll end up getting more nominations than season one. Maybe. Um, I think it's also like with that show, I, I think it's it's not a binge, right? And it's not, right. I think, you know, like all of their shows are released weekly, but I think if if you just wanted to catch up on Severance after it was all released, you could binge that, right? right? It's a binge show, it's, it's a mystery. You want to keep watching the next episode to see what's going on. Pachinko is not a binge show. No, no. I had this conversation a couple of weeks ago with a uh, a, a, a colleague, a former colleague um, in, in the entertainment journalism realm. Ooh, uh, nice. And we were talking about like Apple shows. And he said that when he recommends Pachinko to people, like we, we were like, it's a great show, but I don't know, like it's hard to watch. You know, like it's hard to like sit through. You have to like sit with, it's like Underground Railroad. And he says like when he recommends it to people, he t- he warns them like it's not something you binge. So you can watch that maybe like two or three times a week. Right. You know, so. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a show that's not even nominated. <laughs> no, but I mean, like I think just indicative of Apple. They do have, a, and yeah. it does have a lot of quality uh, programming. Yeah, it's, it's a great show. Um, yeah. yeah. Next time. Next, next Nemmings. Uh, I have Euphoria in third. I'm hanging in with Euphoria. Choice. I rewatched uh, the penultimate episode, uh, and the theater and its double. I believe it's called, which is the you know this is this is not uh, not anything. Your none of these words make any sense. But it's uh, Lexi who is Maude Apatow uh, has a, a play that she puts on. That's an elaborate play. That's like a story within a story of Euphoria. Anyway, it's an incredible. Yes, episode. I followed the tweets when it aired in February. So uh, it's just so good. And I just love this show so much. And I think that it will do really well. I have Squid Game in, in fourth, uh, Stranger Things, Yellow Jackets, Ozark, and Better Call Saul round out my eight. Remember when you didn't have Ozark? I didn't, but I also don't think they were really as into it this season as, I mean, I think it got in because what else was going to get in? But I'm like, there is not a. I don't think there's as much enthusiasm for Ozark this time around as there has been previously. No, so but I don't think I was that far. They like, um, and I think like the the finale was kind of divisive, um, and the season's response was a notch below season three's. Yeah, so. it just felt a little flat. But but it was always getting in. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I don't think there's a lot of enthusiasm for it. I guess the thing is that none of the other no, there was no show that stepped up to take that and take that spot. I guess in the end, there was not enough. Like Yellow Jackets, I think forced its way in, and so did Euphoria because of the passion I think behind those seasons. And then there was no like, This Is Us versus Ozark, or like any. There was not a lot of. There's no, not I a lot of alternatives. This Is Us versus Ozark. Like I think Ozark was always in. I think it was like it was like This Is Us and like like Yellow Jackets. 
something. But maybe. I don't know. I just don't think, I think people were like maybe putting Ozark in because of like obligation, but I think it was lower on the ballot. I don't know. I don't think people were that enthused. But anyway, I, I have, it, have in. it in fourth. Like it's not winning. <laughs> I have it in seventh. I don't think it's close. I have euphoria in seventh. Wow. This is us. We are the two, this is the two sides of us right here. I'm a, uh, uh, so, because I have- You can just tell a lot about us just based on that, so. <laughs> uh so what do you got what do you so you have the same kind of list though right because you have you severance and I have seconds still. severance squid game ozark yellow jackets Better call Saul, euphoria and stranger things so is there any way squid game wins or anything other than succession wins do you can you imagine a scenario where that happens um i think like sure yes like uh, it can be upset but i think it's just kind of just too far out ahead mm -hmm. at this point um and like it has so much support um and it's also like we've said before it's a contemporary show and it got 25 nominations like that that number is reserved for like genre shows right you know like fantasy shows like yeah. game of thrones right you know um and sure like a, most of those nominations are for acting right 14 are for acting but it was never going to be huge below the line because it's not that type of show. Right. But it hit everything it needed to in crafts. So, and I'm sure like, you know, there are like special effects people who obviously can't vote for succession in that category love succession too. It's a very lovable show. It's a very yeah. likable, well, lovable show, even though it's about uh, cads as it turns out. But uh I will say I'm I'm really not to go not to derail this and go into Emmy's 2023 choice, but we're gonna have a world where we'll have the drama series contenders would be like Game of Thrones sequel or prequel, uh, Lord of the Rings prequel, Succession season four probably, and The Crown right? Won't Dad be back too? That's gonna be like a pretty yeah, wild lineup in November. Well, Succession has defeated The Crown before, right? So, but and also The Crown's. They, they like the crown in even number years, not odd number years. It's like, it takes them one year to get acclimated to the new cast. Sure. So I, I feel like the crown season six will have a big year. Probably, especially because it'll be like the final season. But I just think that's like a crazy, that that is like a wild lineup of dramas. Those All of those could have more I mean, than 20 nominations. Like those shows get in too. Right. There's no guarantee those shows get in. There's no guarantee, but like the-, the You're just assuming yeah. they'll get in. I mean, I'm definitely assuming they'll get a lot of nominations because of the spectacle. They'll of get it, like a the lot fans. of below the line. Nominations. Yeah. I mean, the Game of Thrones and the, the Lord of the Rings ones are going to get like a, a ton of, of nominations, I feel like. Maybe not acting, but like definitely tech stuff. Wild signs. So much to talk about next year. But we're still talking about this year, Joyce. So for drama actress, like I'll, uh, I, have, I have Zendaya winning, Melanie Linsky in second, and then Laura Linney in third. I think you might have the same three. I do, but I have them in different order. Okay. I still have Melanie in first, because why not? Right. Keep things interesting. Sure. So I, I don't like having the front runners in every category the same as everyone else. And I think Makes this sense. is a race where an alternative is viable. Yeah. So talk, talk do your, uh, do your, explain now here on, on this why Laura Linney maybe wouldn't win, even though she probably could deserve to win. I mean, it doesn't just apply to Laura Linney. It also applies <laughs> to 
like Sarah Snook. Sure. Um, and also uh, <laughs> snobby Sarah Goldberg. Yes. But I feel like Laura Linney won't win for Ozark. So this this will be her first Emmy nominated role for which she goes home trophy list because mm-hmm. every nominated role she's been up for, she's she's won. Right. So she has four Emmys. Um, and she should have won for season three. Let's be real. So if she were to win now, it would be a makeup win for that, really. But it's hard to see it happening, not just because of the competition like Zendaya or Melanie on like, you know, a buzzy new show, no pun intended. But Wendy, you know, she's cold and ruthless. And um, a lot of voters, specifically men, mm-hmm. don't warm to that type of female character. Like they're, you know, just kind of, you, I mean, you can go all the way back to like, Lena Headey, so the mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. Like, I remember so many stands predicting her constantly. And I thought, like, she could have won, too, in 2015 when they changed the system. And then it was just, like, no, like, she's just never winning because they just don't respond to that type of the cold personality from female characters. And, like, it, like Sarah Snook, like, it's kind of the same thing with Shiv. Um, and then with, like, Sarah Goldberg, Sally is like totally ambitious right Mm -hmm. and she can be icy and mean to Darcy Carden's character on the show and I think that like I love that performance and there's so much to admire about like the layers she puts into that and like why like I think that's something to admire in like Sally like her ambition to be a successful actress, but I think that also rubs certain people the wrong way. Like they don't like seeing that ruthless ambition. So I think that's also partly why she was snubbed as well. In addition to the fact that it's an unlimited ballot and she's basically the only female act- right. uh, character or actor on that show. So right. she can even co-tail off of anyone. But yeah, so I feel like Wendy is just gonna go become, you know, and, uh, one of those characters who does not win its portrayer an Emmy, even though it she she's basically like Walter White, but yes, she's yes. a woman, right? So she's and so Laura's probably not going to win, right? Uh, and it's a shame because she's great and she's Laura Linney. Uh, so I have Zendaya winning, but I really want to switch to Melanie Linsky. I, I don't want to go. I want to go down with my Euphoria ship. But I think there's just so many signs that Melanie Linsky is going to win. She's worked with everybody. She's a beloved actress, like breaking through in air quotes because she's been famous for decades uh, with this role. I just feel like she's out there very visibly, whereas Zendaya is not going to be as out there, right? Because she's busy. Well, Zendaya with, doesn't need to do you know, anything. Like, she doesn't already... need to, but it well, helps that you do it, I think, sometimes, especially if you're like an underdog. Like, it's not like Melanie she did Linsky. anything in phase one. Right. And now she's they're shooting Dune part two. Right. So like she barely did anything last time and she won. And I know she was a I feel like she was a surprise winner last time. Certainly at least she she was, but also I I think the fact that I think a lot of people underestimated her because she was so young, but the fact that she made it in should have signaled that there was a lot of passion for her. Right. 
And I think there's going to be a lot of passion for her this time. And obviously, her we don't know what her submission episode is yet, but it seems obvious it would be like Standstill, like a hummingbird, where she's like going down the down down way down in darkness uh, as she's on a bender and like kind of does all these uh, increasingly unhinged uh, things that are scary. And, and it's a great showcase for I think for her and the episode's cool. At the same time, like if you, I mean, and I guess you could say that Melanie too. The season, especially as it goes to the end, and it doesn't maybe again, this maybe doesn't matter because there are people really watching these shows and they're paying attention to all this stuff that carefully. Rue definitely goes slightly back seated by the back half of the season. She's not in as much after that fifth episode. I mean, obviously the show is still like no, it, it's her a, POV. That was like but, the whole thing, right? It was just right. like very ensemble and she was hardly in it. And I wonder if that would be like a enough of a ding to get people to like put Melanie up top. I don't know. And I think it'll be really close. I think this is one that like could go down to the wire. But I'm going to stick with Euphoria and, and Zendaya. because I, I mean, they're not going to punish Zendaya for not being like an outright lead. No, not punish, but just might be like, oh, she's great. And she won once before. But I think compared to like the first season, she obviously had slightly less to do. And like Melanie is like on the rise and I'll pick her. That kind of thing. I mean, the other thing I'll say about this category is that everyone has gotten this wrong the past four or five years. So right. Elizabeth Moss, Handmaid's Tale, 2017, that was obvious. Right. And then the following year, we all thought she would repeat. And then Handmaid's flopped at the main ceremony and Claire Foy won. Right. And then 2019, it seemed like it was Sandra O's time. Mm-hmm. And then Jodie Comer won. But also mm-hmm. that that was similar to Zendaya, where if you were paying attention, it wasn't that surprising because right. Jodie just had a better second season. Um, and then 2020, it like everyone's picking Laura and Zendaya won. And then last year, everyone's picking Emma Corrin and Olivia Coleman won. Right. So basically Zendaya is not gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. And I think with you're talking about passion. I mean, I think because she's already won. And like I said, because it's yeah, more and of an there's ensemble. been no, no repeat in this right. category. And also before Elizabeth Moss's win, everyone thought Viola was going to repeat and Tatiana Maslany won. Right. So I, I think there's room here for, for an upset pick. I, I'm not ready to do it yet. I'll probably switch before the end. But for now, I'm sticking with Zendaya. But I think if I, well, when I switch, it will be Melanie. I just think that the signs are there for her to win. And I also think, Yellow Jackets to show that clearly that was there was an affection for, and while maybe they don't vote like this and everybody gets a trophy, this is a spot where you could have it win. This is the most obvious spot for a Yellow Jackets win, but yes, it's not the entire Academy voting for winners. It's just the acting branch, right? Right. So it's not like they can consult with like the writers, right? (laughs) I understand, but I do feel like this is like a great spot to recognize Yellow Jackets as a show people like. Yeah, but they also like you for it. So like working for it, like yeah. Um, so they're, I think they're starting production on season two soon. Um, but like with the way they shoot, they shoot like the, the teens and then the adults, like they alternate. So I think she'll still have time to do press. Um, what if Sandra O wins somehow finally? (laughs) So she could, I mean, her episode is the penultimate episode of, of killing you, Joyce, if that means something to that does not mean fans. anything to me because I did not watch that show. I don't know if she would win. I don't know. I have no, I have no, I don't, I don't think she would, but I. I They're I not think, sentimental. Um, right. This is, she's, she's on her 13th nomination now, zero wins. It's just pretty wild that she hasn't won for something. She should have won 
for Grays. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and then I didn't think she was going to win that first year she got in for Killing Eve, but it obviously teed her up for season two. But then Jody, they just gave Jody better material, basically. Right. Season two. Um, it also feels like the way they nominated, like Jody didn't get nominated for season one, if I remember. No, it was just Sandra. And you can make the case that she should have gotten nominated for season one and possibly won for season one. So when she wins for season two, while she did have better material, it is like a little bit of a makeup for season one to me because she's like the breakout of the show. Obviously, like everybody knows Sandra O is great and she's great on Killing Eve. But like Jodie Comer was totally like unknown quantity at the time, I think. Well, yeah, but that's also why she didn't make it in and also like if you right. remember in season one when the show broke out because it, it premiered in april and it was just about sandro's comeback and this was like her lead role that's true that's true you know so i didn't like i think she was probably at best third that year um but yeah she like swept the winter so it seemed like she was just positioned this that was the second time she swept the winter awards and then went on to lose the Emmys. tough <laughs> so. beat I mean, it'd be great if she won. Her but... co-star too, because last time Catherine Heigl won. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna say that has an age well because Catherine Heigl actually was great on on Grace, also. And she had good tapes like that year. So um, we went back yeah, and re- it, it, we. It just sucks that Sandra hasn't won yet. We we we've uh, in the last year we watched all of Grace Anatomy. My 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 wife was watching it, so I was watching okay. it. Uh, what a show just so good and those early seasons are great and Catherine yeah, I mean, Heigl was great and she got it on so you should just watch it live now we watch it now live it's it's a totally different show I love that Luke uh from the OC is a big character now I think his name is Link now Chris Carmack sure. you remember him it's great I do but I don't watch Grey's so uh well anyway I'll just say Catherine Heigl got a tough beat I think that she was great on the show and I think if this was now if the stuff she was saying about the show happened now she would be hailed as a, a conquering hero but at the time it was shut up Catherine Heigl we don't well even like Ellen Pompeo recently was like Katie was right she was yeah and so. she's great on the show even if it, she's so great on the show that she sold all the increasingly the unhinged <laughs> stupid stuff that they made her do, including the having sex with the, the having sex with a ghost and uh, just all kinds of crazy shit. It's a it's a wild show, but uh, she was good. Uh, well, I look forward to the Catherine Heigl comeback Emmy. I guess Joyce, we'll see what that is. Uh, for drama actor, I still have Brian Cox first, Jeremy Strong second, Lee Jung Jae third. Bateman, Adam Scott, and Bob Odenkirk. I'm going to probably change this and move Jeremy Strong down further. I think there's, <laughs> I actually think that Lee, Lee Jun-Jay would be second and, and Jeremy would be third. Well, yeah, I have Lee Jun-Jay in second. <laughs> you have Jeremy winning. No, I saw Brian in first, okay. but I don't, like that's that's not like really a prediction. That's more like a hope diction. Okay. Because um, I, I do think it's it's hard to, because I think it was more obvious last time that Jeremy was the choice for season two. And I don't know if that's as clear this time. And this time they do have an easy alternative in Lee Jung-Jae. Right. But, you know, as I've said before, I do want Brian Cox to win an Emmy for succession. Same. And that's why I'm going to leave him there. I guess this is another argument, as we were just saying, for Melanie Linsky. And while I understand, like, the, the voting mechanics, it's a great spot to recognize Squid Game, where it might not win elsewhere, especially, like, in major categories. So Lee Jung-Jae could win here. And, like take home an honor for the show yeah and he won sag yes um 
and the Critics' Choice Awards choice. Remember them? Yeah, but that has no bearing on this. So there's there's no overlap. <laughs> no, they're just they're trying to, but they they try to predict the Emmy's choice. It's interesting because like they they're so far apart in dates, right? And like yes. the calendar is different. So, um, and it also would have been interesting to see what they would have done had they kept their January dates. Who knows? I think Succession would have won. Um, so, yeah. Um, I, I think, like, the safe choice is probably Lee Jung-jae. Um, yeah, and then, oops, I just switched the page. So I have Brian, Lee Jung-jae, Jeremy Strong, Bob Odenkirk, Adam Scott, and Jason Bateman. Right. So Bob... Um, you know, Better Call Saul, the last episodes are airing now. Um, we're in the Breaking Bad era now, because that's what happened last week, if you did not watch Fun End Games. Mm-hmm. Um, basically a ton of jump after Kim dumps him. So I I don't know, I don't think he'll win, but he he submitted uh well, well, he submitted the best episode of the first half. Right. Uh, saw, um, plan execution, which was the mid-season finale. I don't know if that was like the best tape for him. Like he was, he was really good in it, but it's definitely the best episode of that first half. Um, but what do you think about that strategy and what you should pick? Do you pick something that's like the best episode or do you pick something that you're good in under the auspice that you're like, if people like this show, they know I'm good. So why don't I just pick the best episode if they're actually going to watch it? Well, that's just like, it's hard to say because the submissions don't actually matter in this right. system because no one has time to watch all these episodes. Of course. It's not the tape system where it's just a select group of people with two categories and they can actually watch all those episodes because they're not watching episodes for like 20 acting categories or right. however many there are. Um, so I think you should like go find something with like well I mean he's a lead so like he's in most of the show right I think Mm -hmm. it's more interesting to have like supporting people like you definitely want something where you have a lot of material um and maybe when you if you get to show range too right and have like a lot of impact um with with lead I mean I think it's safe to say, like, if you're to leave, you're probably in most mm-hmm. of the scenes in the episode. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, the show itself is well-received, so it's not like there's, like, a, a bad episode of Better Call Saul. Right, no, but if yeah. you're, paying, like, it's, like, good to versus, like, great. You know, obviously, like, all these shows have, like, levels of good, even if they're great. There are better episodes of Succession. Not every every episode of Succession is like yeah, an A+. Yeah, but like, yeah, like you're not gonna, I think that there's just like very obvious options for right. you. And it's usually, you know, something like the finale would make sense for most people because that's when most shows bring it. Right. Um, so, but it's not like they don't matter under the system. So it's just no. like fun to talk about. And yeah. Like they made a good it, choice or they made a bad choice. Yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm just curious, that's all. Uh, for supporting actresses, I still have Julie Garner for Ozark. We don't know her submission yet, but I don't, like we said, it doesn't matter. I have Ray Zorn in second. Hers was Hit and Run, Joyce, which she directed. Yes, that was her director debut. That's when Kim meets Mike. Yes, she bet on herself, big time. 
Uh, I have Sarah's Nook in third, uh, Young Ho Young in fourth, Christina Ricci, Sydney Sweeney, Patricia Arquette, and Jay Smith Cameron. Um, I have Julia, Ray Horn, Jung Ho Young, and Sarah Snook. I have nice. Sarah in fourth, which pains me, but I just, I, I don't see her winning. I don't either, and I think this is another one I will probably adjust as we get closer and put Young Ho Young in, in, in third and put Sarah Snook in fourth or even lower. I just don't think she's going to win either. I don't, again, it's, it's a, it's a tough beat because she's so good. Uh, just love her on the show, but I don't yeah. think in this category, she could win. It's it's hard because like I said, like Shiv is a colder character and then right. you have fan favorite characters played by Julia Garner and Jung Ho Young. Right. One tag. So, Over right. What if Sarah was lead? I think she would get into lead, but I don't, I still, she was, she would just be like another Laura Linney. But do you think she, like, here's my guess. I, I think she would get into lead too, obviously, because like lead, it was a little soft, let's say. She went lead in season one. She just, but no one, none of them got in. None of them got in. I wonder, because I'm looking at it, I'm like, I actually think she'd have, I don't think she would win either, but I think I could make a better argument for her winning lead than I can for her make, winning supporting. As strange as that is. Um, yeah, this is a very competitive category because you have Julie who's won twice. I think Ray is a complete wild card. Right. Um, because she finally made it in. But what does that mean too? Is like, are they actually watching the show? Because in the past they've indicated that they don't pay attention to the show, or at least like the actors don't, you know. Right. And I think they are watching, and like we said, having the final episodes now. Yeah, and she had a great last week when she dumps jimmy um right so i i don't think that's the last we'll see of kim there's no i don't think so (laughs) um (laughs) and yeah like jung ho yan she wants ag obviously squid game is huge also another popular character and i don't think sydney christina jay and patty are like i i have them in my bottom four um I guess like I wouldn't be surprised maybe if like Patty won just because she's a two-time winner but yeah I could see that too her episode is the penultimate episode I think where uh her character gets fired I believe it's like the the main dramatic heft of that episode for her Uh, sure it's a good performance I don't know I would I could I guess I could see her I could literally I honestly could see almost anybody here winning except except for Jay Smith Cameron uh, yeah, I sadly. think they, like every everyone else, you can really make a case for. Yeah, so who knows? But I, I do think that Julie Garner will win. I think for this. I mean, yeah. Um. Yeah. So I guess it depends. Like you said, like if Ray comes back for the final break, uh, front of Breaking Bad for the final Better Call Saul, which she will seemingly, uh, and has like the great moment. I just think that will help her. I mean, she already had a great moment last week. So I know, but when she has another, you know what I mean? Like, I think if the, I just think if it's a satisfying resolution with the character and also she continues like her customarily good, excellent work, that that could really help her win. I think if people have an affection for the way it ends, that will only help her. Like you said, Ozark, the ending was polarizing. It's, I mean, like the reason Better Call Saul is a great show is like, we know how it ends. Like we know what happens in Breaking Bad but it's still such a compelling watch. Right. 
like we like we don't know how the next four episodes are going to end but we know where it leads to in breaking bad well i think what will end up i mean my my expectation would be that they're going to go past breaking bad with the end well like they've they are they've always shown the black and white flash forward scene and so on so i think that's where kim would come back my, I would expect. And they're going to live happily ever after. I don't know if they're going to live happily ever after, but I'm sure they'll have one more like resolution in that part. That'll be my expectation from the show. But who knows? I mean, it would be great if she won, but I still have Julie Garner winning. <laughs> so, I mean, that would be like such a flex for her to have gone so long without a nomination and then to get to this year and then to actually win. <laughs> she would be pulling the Maya Rudolph, I think we call that, Joyce. Uh, <laughs> you think she's gonna win both and i think she has a better shot in the short form i mean she could win both she definitely could win the short form because i think i mean that that's an out for them if yeah like, it is voting so they can just vote for it is for cooper's bar and not vote for her for well i could also see a scenario where this happens where like you said the fact that she got in shows that they're watching and that there is passion for her right like that whole thing right so i could see a scenario where like she wins the short form one and then people are like, I'm still going to vote. I'm going to definitely have her win that. And I'll still vote for her for, for supporting actress, but I don't think she's going to win. And enough people do that. And she actually wins both. You know, that kind of thing. They're just going to vote her down the ballot. Well, they vote for what they like. If they like her so much, you know what I mean? Like, that's just like to go back. Like you were right on this. I always think of this with your, uh, with like Chadwick Boseman versus Anthony Hopkins at the Oscars. It was like, they just liked the father. They liked Anthony Hopkins. That's why he won. Well, no, they, they liked that performance. Right. Like, I think that was like, people you just saw like how people responded to that performance but i think a lot of people voted for him being like i think chadwick is gonna win but i'm just gonna vote for what i like you know that kind of thing and enough people did that and then anthony hopkins won but who are they think is gonna win here like are they just gonna think it's julia garner again yes i think like jung ho yun no i think it would be julia garner because she's won previously so i think it's like i think julia garner's gonna win and she's great but i like racing her most so i'm gonna vote for her like that it could be i could see that happen. the other thing that's interesting is that all the drama 2020 winners were out last year they were ineligible they're all back this year right and it's just like how much of a memory do these voters have do they remember like i guess you can remember voting for them whoever you voted for last time or whenever they're eligible but like do you remember them winning like do you remember julia having won twice i mean i hope they do if we remember it they should remember it joyce but they don't they're not like us you know that (laughs) i mean maybe they are a little bit i don't know they have to remember who won like even if they're curious i like how many of them do you think actually look that information up (laughs) i don't know not many hope i don't know (laughs) as usual if we were in charge it would just be great if I was in charge of the Emmys, things would look a lot different. So. Yeah. Uh, for supporting actor choice, I'm going, I'm still sticking with them. Matthew McFadden, I have him winning. Kieran in, in, sec- Kieran in second, first succession. Oh, Young Sue in third. Billy Crudup, John Turturro, Christopher Walken, Parquet Sue, and Nicholas Braun rounding out my eight. Um, I think Matthew has to win. I just, I can't, I can't live in a world where he doesn't win for this season. So I'm just predicting him. That's it. Um, I have Kieran and Matthew want to still um, and I have Oh Young Soo in third, John Detro, Billy Crudup, um, Nicholas Braun, who is like really eighth, but I just put him in sixth. Right. <laughs> Parquet Sue and Christopher Walken, a, a total coattail name check. Not so a couple, 
so we have Matt, you, you have Kieran, I have Matthew succession all the way, ride or die. Is I there a it's, world? It's, it's the, the acting category, it's best position to win. I think so too, but let's just to play this out. Can Oh Young Soo win again because Squid Game is so popular and he has a key role? Or is this a, is this a John Turturro like surprise upset win for Severance? I can see John Turturro winning. Um, One of the only spots where you could argue it has a shot of winning a major award. Like I would say he was like the best actor on that show in the first season. After Adam, I think Adam's great. I, I like Adam a lot, but I like I think like John, especially in, in the finale too, which he he didn't submit that one. He this no. defined jazz, right? I think so. Let me look. Yeah. I got too um, many tabs open, Joyce. Yeah, Defiant uh, Jazz is his episode. Yeah, I can see him winning because that's also this is also like a good spot for Severance as well, in addition to directing. Um, not an acting category, obviously, but still. Right. And you know, he's a former Emmy winner. Um Owen Su, I mean, he he won the Globe, which is also irrelevant because like there's no overlap. There were the Globes. They yeah, haven't. Remember? No. Was that a real thing? Yeah, I I heard that um, music. <laughs> yes. The best medicine. Oh yeah, I've heard that too. Actually, I didn't know yeah. that, but yeah, that's yeah, great. it's unconfirmed, but that's what I heard. Yeah, so. interesting. Love it. See, I could see him. I could see him winning too, but. I don't know. I'm sticking with Severance. That's uh, Succession, excuse me. I'm sticking with Matthew. Why does everyone like say Severance when it means Succession and say Succession when it means Severance? You know why? Because they look like they're about the same amount of letters and I'm just reading it quick. But there are also different vowels. Yeah, but close enough. If you're looking at it quick, it's close enough. No, Matthew McFadden on Severance would be fun, but he's better on Succession. And uh, I hope he wins. I just love Tom. What a great arc. He, Yeah, he's really good i would love i would love if he and henry winkler won because they both basically did the same mm-hmm. thing <laughs> yeah of their shows um i i don't know i feel like um there may be a consensus around karen um like he is obviously the, the more populist right he has the dick pics now he won the the Critics Choice Award, I believe. He won Joyce. Critics Choice and gave an iconic speech. The probably the best moment of that whole show. Yeah, that was the only time I tuned into the broadcast because I saw that he won. Yeah. On Twitter, and then I just immediately changed the channel to see his speech because I knew right. it was great. But um, yeah, and then he got into the SAG's single acting category with Brian and Jeremy. Right. So as this, a supporting actor. So the strength is there. And he's wonderful, obviously. I'm not going to knock him winning. I just want Matthew to win. That's all. They One of them should have won in season two, but Billy Crudup won. So what if Billy Crudup wins here? He's a, coming back to def, a, a year removed to defend his title. Yeah, all, all the 2020 winners right. are back. And what if he wins? Um, I have him. Where do I have him? In fourth? Fifth. I have him in fifth. Sorry. Um, you know, the morning show did not do that well. No. Um, you know, it's it's base of support is still the actors, right? It's a very actor friendly show, and last time I got five acting nominations, um, and this time I got three, and those were its only 
Emmy nominations just for him, Reese, and Marsha Gay Harden. And right. So that's like, that's an, in their entire basis poor. So you could argue that, you know, since only actors are voting for the winners, that he could still win. What did he submit? He submitted. I mean, uh, he's just like chewing the scenery. He all. submitted my least favorite year, which let's look up what that was. Was that the premiere? Scintillating stuff. That was the premiere, wasn't it? So if it is the premiere. Yeah, that was the premiere, yeah. That's when fabulous did- episode for him. Ends with a great button where he's like, somebody coughs behind him as they have coronavirus and he's like, oh, fuck, or whatever. It's just a great killer. It's a great ending to that episode. So I'm not surprised that he submitted that. It's really good. Um, and he's like the lead of that episode, I would say. Yeah. So I, I, I feel like the the support for that show is maybe kind of dwindled. So, right. but still, I think maybe he could win in a, a, in the tape system because they would just be watching that and mm-hmm. it's super baby. Yeah. But. So drama directing, as you mentioned, I actually have moved Severance to the top spot. So I think this is a win for Severance. Uh, I have Severance in first, Squid Game in second, Succession in third, Yellow Jackets in fourth, Ozark in fifth, Succession in Succession in sixth and seventh. Um, I think I still have Squid Game in first, but yeah, I have Severance in second. Again, in Succession, I'll have say in third. I yeah. think it's just between the three of them. So the reason I move Severance up is because I feel like, dare I say, Severance feels, again, like on the ascent because of how it's remaining in the consciousness here. And Squid Game feels a little like last year's thing. And while I think it probably could win here easily, I think there will be enough passion around Severance there. They're like, this is a great spot. Ben Stiller could win and go up there and get an Emmy. That's yeah, it. I mean, they, it's the finale of Severance, which is its best episode right. of the season. Um, yeah, I can see it winning. I... I think I just, I was going to put it in first and then I, I don't know why I just put Squid Game in first. <laughs> I mean, Squid Game seems like a logical choice and I think it's leading in our odds. Uh, if I, let me check. But again, we've gone this category wrong the past four years. That was another so. reason why I switched to Severance actually, because I know you said <laughs> uh, in the past, we've not been great on that one. So I have Severance in first. Yeah, the, again, the last one we got right was Handmaids for mm-hmm. season one, I think. Because then the in season right for the second season, yeah, right. and then Jason Bateman. What if Jason Bateman again for Ozark? He could. I mean, like he's up there. There he is. Why not? It um, could happen. The directors in this category are amazing. It's a great list. This is a really good category. It is. It's a great list. Like Kathy Ann for Disruption got in. It's great since she wasn't one of the the Succession DJ five. Mm-hmm um Lorene Scarfaria was for too much birthday mm-hmm. I can actually see that upsetting well as, it would like, be wonderful the, if it did the succession winner it would be wonderful if it did it's a great episode and she's an awesome director as we know from Hustler's Choice yes I know um Justice for JLo and then did you watch Halftime yet not yet it's been over a month what are you doing I've, I've lived it Halftime I don't need to watch it yeah, but you, you need. I watch Marry Me. That's like the, the that's, that's the more popular version of Halftime. And also, yesterday was JLo's birthday, so yeah, that's that. true. I maybe um, I'll watch it. Yeah, and then the Yellow Jackets. Karen Kusama is a great director, so it's cool to see her recognized. Um, yeah, I, I could so, see that so, even winning too, but I think Stiller will be too much. I think, like you said, the Severance finale is so great. 
it's or it's the best episode of the show and people will like remember that so i think if they are paying attention to what's nominated and what's on the ballot and stuff then it would win um i mean the other thing is is like the directing in general is very vote splitty so that's why it sucks for succession right but you can still win it's easier to win obviously if it's just two but like three is way harder like watchmen couldn't do it oj couldn't do it um and last time succession won it was just two it was this is not for tears and hunting and hunting one when right. everyone said that this is not for tears um so if so usually when a vote splits directing goes to what you presume was the series runner-up so if severance is the series runner-up then it makes sense for it to win the record right and that's why i moved it because i moved severance to series runner-up from squid game so uh trauma writing choice this one no votes to split for a succession so i have it just winning easily all the bells say the finale jesse armstrong severance in second yellow jackets in third squid game better call saul ozark and then yellow jackets in seventh the yellow jackets in third i have is the pilot episode Wow, Rue to Better Call Saul. Sorry. I mean, where do you have it compared to that? And third. Wow. It's it's better written than those other episodes. Yes, but it is not a, it's not a show that they like as much as other shows. But I don't have a winning. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, like, that's why but I no, the writers like have always been here for that show. That's the thing. Well, sure. But I think these are the way the it's ranked. The actors are not here for that show. The writers are. Um, they have Succession and then Severance. And then better uh, Succession, this is such a great episode. It really is so wonderful. The finale so many great things it's it's i actually think it's the best episode of Se- of succession you did it again i did god damn it <laughs> i think it's the best episode of severance too if it was an episode of severance uh but it's definitely the best episode of succession in my mind it's so great and then did you read the script because it's online no it's so good i, lo- I love reading scripts of like episodes and like movies because you just see well you also see because sometimes it's like early drafts you see like what's changed in the final cut and stuff so did anything change in that one yeah I just, like, some it's just like some like small lines here and there but it's just like great to read the stage directions and like the descriptions because some scripts super lacking in that regard but yeah. you know jesse brings it obviously I, one of the things i love about succession is how it's so like there. It's so well written and so well plotted mm-hmm. that it like everything pays off. Every little moment throughout the season, I think, pays off. And like this, I'm thinking of like the scene in the finale with with Tom and Greg, and going back to like Nero's and Sporas, and just like their whole relationship and how it like you could be watching it and it's like that is like a reveal that's held back. Let's say right, like when you're first watching, like that Tom is gonna like side with Logan. You're not actually sure what he's saying to Greg in that moment, right? And it could be that he's like gonna go make a deal with the devil which is the Roy sibling the kids yeah because right? she just pitched him correct and it's like you're kind of not even paying attention to what's happening but when you rewatch it it's just so rewarding and watching their relationship and watching like that whole scene play out I just think is fantastic and it's like those little the way it all kind of comes together it really is a remarkable show yeah, and it's even when they're so trying good. to figure out who outed them right yeah it's just great yeah and it's just watching like the writing is so great and the every character moment is so great. And that episode that has to do so much, like obviously paying off two seasons worth of Kendall hiding that he killed that waiter, you know, like that kind of thing. But they, they just, and they land those planes so well. I think there's a world where that could have been botched. And like, you kind of like don't get- Especially in his breakdown too. Right. 
Yeah, because that's a very long scene as well. Um, but yeah, it's just so well written. Because amazing the thing about it is like this is all that that show is just about relationships, right. and there's so many scenes like set in a boardroom. I have no idea what they're talking about when they do business meetings. Like, like I don't know what that means, but the writing is so good that you're completely invested in these characters and right. what they're going through. And it, it doesn't have any like crutch to fall back on, like any like high concept premise or something. Like it's all in the writing. Like mm-hmm. that's why you care about these characters, even though they're all assholes. Right. I think the other thing too is that works. And I agree with you because a lot of times I'm like, what are they talking about? I have no then, idea. But then when you watch it back, like I've watched the show multiple times. Uh, when you watch it back, it's like, you actually do understand what they're talking about. That's what makes the show I think so good is that like it is actually making sense from like a business perspective or whatever or what they're what yeah, they're like, doing. like generally but i don't know like but you don't have thing. to know right yeah like, you yeah. don't have to know right yeah that's a whole thing it's great. but yeah but I, I could see that it could be like intimidating or when you just when you explain it to someone who's never heard of it before it's like why do you care about the show that's like about business dealings and stuff right. it's like no it's actually really interesting <laughs> right uh that's interesting those are the drama categories you want i mean we didn't go through creative art we were just doing prime time today i didn't i didn't look at creative arts again but we could if you want we just did it last week or we could talk about marvel joyce because comic-con was this weekend <laughs> and and what like how loki will miss eligibility next year so loki's i was a little disappointed they're going to release loki season two let me find the phase five uh marvel thing but they're going to have uh loki season two says summer 2023 so that means it'll come out if they're actually understanding what summer is, it would come out after Emmy eligibility, unless they I, consider I just, summer May. It'll be, like, it'll be like June again, just like season one was. So, correct. So not the greatest bit if we're hoping to get Loki season two in more Emmy consideration, because I think one of the things that perhaps hurt it this year was that it was out of sight, out of mind for so long. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it got a lot of key nominations like the guilds over the winter um so that was good for it um and it, it was still its best or most nominated mcu show uh this year right i'm at the emmys so um yeah because i they're they're gonna do secret invasion early next year so yes. that's uh, olivia coleman coming for another emmy so olivia the, the the cast of that one olivia coleman uh samuel jackson ben mendelson and Amelia Clark, I believe, Joyce. So a lot of uh, Emmy yeah, firepower, perhaps. Um, and also Don Cheadle. And, and Kobe Smulders. Yeah. Don Cheadle uh, probably will have more to do than just walk around a museum. My so. guess is Don Cheadle's a scroll, Absolutely. Already. I'm just like, it's a show about like, who's a scroll and who's not. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they're bringing War Machine and I'm like, scroll immediately. That was my guess. <laughs> uh, and then there are other show that would make eligibility is Echo, which is the Hawkeye spinoff with Cox, so well it's maybe i mean it seems like it would they're both due out in summer 23 no echo was like mid i think it said maybe mid or like summer spring or something. Uh, maybe I it's spring 23 it spring. so it'll be like on there and it'll get in uh sure i don't think i think that'll have as much of an emmy push as like hawkeye did personally so it'll go in comedy <laughs> yes um but yeah so loki season two I guess maybe not. So that we eligible in 24 for Emmys. Yes. Long time from now. That's wild. I mean, we already know what's happening in phase six. We yes, the uh, fa- Fantastic Four. And then uh, 
Avengers, uh, more Avengers movies. Yeah, there's the they're gonna do them. They're gonna pull the Matrix with them six months apart in May and November. My reference point was Back to the Future two and three, but also the Matrix. Well, the Matrix is the most recent one. Yes, even uh, though it was 19 years ago now. Right. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I, I'm like, I think, I will say this. I was, uh, from a movie standpoint, George. I don't know. I, I absolutely was very questioning uh, what Black Panther two is gonna be like because they had not released anything, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, this is, none of these Marvel things have been that compelling. I think they've been pretty good. I like Doctor Strange a decent amount. I think that one still holds up. Thor is totally fine. A lot of the shows have been totally fine. Um, but not as like, not, as, I never, I didn't get that jolt as I did off of Loki, right? Or like WandaVision or whatever. Um, and yet Black Panther 2, I'm like, holy cow, that looks amazing. I think it looks so good. That was a great trailer. If the there were Oscars trailer. for best trailers, then I would win. What if it gets in for best picture? I mean, I got in last time. I was watching the trailer and I was like, wow, this is going to eat Avatar 2's lunch. That's what I, it would look like to me because it's like a lot of water stuff. I mean, it's like half Avatar. <laughs> it looks like land. Avatar. They're even blue. Yeah, because it's Atlantis. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's Atlantis. So they're really like Navi style, like Anne Hathaway and, and We Crashed. It would dress up as like a Black Panther 2 character maybe uh, in the sequel to We Crashed um but yeah no i was like i'm weighing on this i'm back it was, on Marvel. It was a great trailer um and also gorgeous looking because black panther wakanda forever was also shot by the loki cinematographer whom i talked mm-hmm. to i talked to her yes um Dorad Akapal, so, so did you predict do you have her winning she's a nominee or um for the emmys yeah she should win um who else is in that category? Let me see. Uh, I think also... Uh, Winning time is in that category. I'm actually doing a panel about that category, Joyce. Spoiler alert. So um, I should probably look up who's nominated. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, she is. She, so she's yeah. up again. So this is Outstanding Cinematography for a Single Camera Series, One Hour. Yes. So it's Euphoria. So that episode is amazing. And Marcel Rev is a really great cinematographer. All of these are all, they're all winners in my heart. And then but. Loki Lamentis. Yes. Um, that's the one of the winner. I talked yes. about that too. That's interesting. episode. Um, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. How do you get to Carnegie Hall? That's the finale of Mrs. Maisel. Um, Ozark, A Hard Way to Go, the series finale. Mm-hmm. Squid Game, Stick to the Team. And then Winning Time, Pieces of a Man. Which I believe is maybe the... the- Kareem Abdul-Jabbar episode. Let's see. Yeah, it's the fifth one. Yeah, which is a really great episode. I actually interviewed that uh, cinematographer Joyce, who is uh, Todd Bonz- Bon Hazel. Said his name probably wrong, but yeah, uh, I interviewed I, him I before the nomination. He also did Hustlers, and I talked to him about that. Me yeah. too. I, one of my my opening line to him was like, "I love Hustlers. You're an incredible cinematographer." The Pieces of a Man episode is great because Kareem. They shoot, uh, they they play up his height such a, in such a profound way. And like, it's just a great, I just think that's a great episode. I really love Winning Time. Hopefully season two gets more Emmy shine. I think it was a good show. Um, uh, but it's great category. This is a great category, Joyce. Is, yeah, I would give to Loki for this. Yeah. Why but uh, t- what was the one, I have to, I'm going to re, I'm re, I'm in the midst of rewatching a lot of these before, uh, for my thing. So I know that Lament, Lamentitis is it or Lamentus? Lamentus is the third one. Right. Third episode as Which the is the one or then? Which is what? What happens in that episode with the one or which, what happens? Isn't that when they're on the they're, train? They're, 
yes the train and at the end you know when the city is like collapsing and then oh that scene is great yeah love that yes that's what i thought it was so it's great great so the movie black panther 2 to to bring it to there looks amazing incredible yeah because some of like the the visuals and the most recent marvel film releases have not looked that great no i was talking to a friend of mine and even the ones I've liked, like uh, Doctor Strange, I don't think looks very great. And I think Thor looks uh, sometimes like almost animated. I mean, that's how I felt watching The Gray Man. So. Uh, great movie, The Gray Man. Uh, and then- Video game fights. Amazing movie. So much fun. Yeah. Watch The Gray Man. Uh, but no, with Black Panther, my friend and I were talking about it and he was like, the visuals are like, they look like Eternals, but like the trailer makes it look so much better than Eternals because it looks like stuff happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Eternals, there wasn't, the visuals were cool, but it felt like a little much, a little. Uh, well, you know, Eternals was when Kevin Feige discovered cameras, locations shooting. And that this movie looks like, hey, remember what we did on Eternals? Let's do that, but make it like kick-ass Black Panther movie. And also this is a, a fake, a fictional country. So, right. Yeah. But I mean, I, at the same time, it's fictional. And I, I like, I just, and I, maybe it's a total, maybe it's a trick and like they actually didn't. But like when, like, for example, with Thor, when they're outside in Thor, it does feel still very much like a VFX in a studio, right? Like they did this in like a- Oh yeah, no, like that's why like the visuals in the Black Panther trailer look great. Cause they're actually, they look like they are actually on a beach. And then, and it's like, it's the same when you watch like Loki, like, you know, like that the TV is not real. Right. Like everything there, like Lamentis is not real, but like it, it still like looks and feel real. It doesn't look fake. No, I don't think so. Well, I think it helps too when you're like, your environment is an office. Like, you know what I mean? Like it could be fake. The problem with like some of the Marvel stuff of recent vintage is that when they're outside, it doesn't look like they're in actual environments. It looks like they're in a, a, a studio. But like new Asgard is just like on a cliff somewhere. Like that's, you can still shoot that outside. New Asgard is on a cliff and you could shoot it outside and maybe they did, but I'm like so much of like the actual, the rest of Thor feels like it's just fully inside, even if it's supposed to be outside. I don't know. And I like Thor. I thought it was a lot of fun. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very re- rewatchable movie, I would say. Not that I'm not here to denigrate Thor, but I just think Thor like, and the Gray Man have the last uh, the same ending. So, uh, yeah, they do. I think that's really fun. That's probably why I like both those endings. I just love the Gray Man. Uh, choice. Gray it's so Man, good. No, it, I that, was like, it's a it's a Gray movie. The Gray Man ended. I was like, hell yeah! When is the second one coming out? Give no, me another one is, of these. Just completely incompre- incomprehensible, um, interminable fight scenes. No, my they're friend, not interminable. My well, friend was like. The, the Vienna tram scene was like, I, I went to go pee because it just would not end. And you can't tell what's going on in the fight scenes. I, I disagree about that scene because I thought that scene was really cool. But I my my issue where I was like, I actually don't even know what's look, what I'm looking at here is the, the, plane the, aer- the airplane. Yeah, the plane, but that was like god awful. <laughs> Tough beat. I was just like, what am I looking at here? But I'll tell you this, Ryan Gosling absolutely rules. Chris Evans, great. Julia Butters, my favorite choice. Oscar nominee for The Fablemans, hopefully. Uh, this could only buttress her candidacy. She's so good in this. Billy my Bob, favorite, awesome. My favorite thing about this movie, favorite in quotes, is that I understand like why they marketed this as like Ron Gosling versus Chris Evans, obviously, you know, but it makes 
no sense in the actual plot because Chris Evans' character has no actual personal vendetta against Ryan. He's just a hired hand for Reggae John Page's character. Right. So Reggae John Page is the one who has a vendetta against Ryan Gosling. So I think Evans' character ends up with a vendetta. <laughs> there are no stakes. He, no stakes. He, no, he ends up with a vendetta because he doesn't like that he's losing. That's his, that's a no, but like that, that's yeah. still low stakes. It's not like good stakes for his character. It's just, you're supposed to buy that he's this like psychopath, but it's just like, and it's just like, there's so many like mercenaries out there and they're just like collecting them to ask them to like catch Ryan Gosling. It's fantastic. It's so I loved it so much. It reminded me of like a Shane Black movie and except not as good. Uh, and like they rip off uh, Michael Bay and Tony Scott, incredible ways. I love the drone work. It's like ambulance with that drones. That entire movie is just crane and dolly shots. It's awesome. It's so yeah. it's so much fun. It's it's There's actually one shot where Chris Evans knocks Ryan Gosling over, and then the camera tilts ninety degrees to yes. capture him falling. I'm like, this is too much. No, this is this no. is me the whole time. Yeah, hell yeah, the gray man. FYC, the gray man. I'll have it in my early best picture predictions, maybe Joyce. I doubt we could even predict it, but uh... <laughs> you know what was better than gray man? Extraction. No, I disagree. I didn't like Extraction, extraction at all. Though the ending of Extraction is pretty cool. Even uh, though there's no reason for him to be alive, but they have to make a sequel. Yeah, they should have never made him back alive. Um, anyway, spoiler for Extraction, which is three years old. Uh, he, he lives, even though he's dead. Uh, <laughs> anything else here before we, we sign off? And uh, maybe next week we'll do limited series. Dive into that one. Well, uh, we could just talk about two shows then. I mean, what else is there to talk about? It's just, it's just dope second White Lotus. Yeah, with the smidgen of uh, Pam and Tommy, little dollop. <laughs> um, but this is fun. I'm gonna go watch Gray Man again. I'll, t- I'll talk to you later. <laughs> For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at Gold Derby. A lot is being asked of people working in schools. Teachers have more and more things to do. The shortage of teachers right now, um, you know, having to fill a lot of holes and, and wear a lot of hats, it's, it's very difficult. There are steps you can take to manage stressful times, whether in the classroom or outside of work. For me personally, I can disconnect by just being outside. Laughing <laughs> works a lot. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now.